This episode of the Audacity to Podcast is brought to you in part by GoToMeeting with HD Faces. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 91, how to use Gmail the right way for podcast feedback email. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And today we're going to talk about one of those tools, Gmail. Gmail can really help your podcast and make things so much easier for you And it's a great way to correspond with your listeners. But are you using Gmail the right way? Are you using it the most effective way? It's not really a matter of what's the smart way versus what's the dumb way to use Gmail, but somewhat right way and somewhat wrong way. Now, you might not have known that how I'm going to describe to you, you can use Gmail. You might not have known this was possible. That's why I'm recording this episode is to help you learn a more effective way to use Gmail for your podcast feedback email. But before I get into that, I want to thank my sponsor, GoToMeeting by Citrix. See, this summer, you and your team of clients, colleagues, coworkers, whoever, might be all over the world. You could be just across town. You could be in a different state, different country, whatever. This is summer. And as one of my friends said, summer is unpredictable. But you know one thing that is predictable about summer? People are going to be all over the place. But just because you're in different places doesn't mean business has to stop for summer. That's why I recommend GoToMeeting from Citrix. It allows you to meet with your clients, colleagues, coworkers, even a book club from anywhere in the world, anywhere with an internet connection. And if you have a camera on your computer or iPad, then you can join a meeting and show your face on the meeting. Having these face-to-face online meetings with clients, colleagues, and coworkers really works well because you can read body language, you can get to see what they're showing you. Maybe if they're having a meeting on the beach, they can show you the beach and you can realize that you should be taking some time off and going to the beach and hosting a meeting with GoToMeeting as well. But that's why GoToMeeting is so awesome with the HD faces and you can see that beach in high definition to see the waves crashing against the water and thinking how much you want to have this online meeting and then get back to the beach. You can do that with GoToMeeting by Citrix. I love it because it's so easy to use and my clients, colleagues, coworkers can join a meeting from anywhere. It's really easy for them. It's easy for me. I can schedule a meeting ahead of time or start one right on the fly. And the HD faces feature is fantastic as well. Work smarter this summer with GoToMeeting with HD faces. My listeners can try it free for 30 days. Don't wait for this special offer. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST. Thank you, Citrix, for your support. Now, Gmail is great. I use Gmail for everything, for my email, that is. No matter what email address you send to me using, it goes to my Gmail box. There's an old Garfield 
cartoon that I wish I could find. It was a TV show episode where Garfield goes into a post office and he sees this man on the public side of the post office carefully sorting his letters. You've probably seen this in post offices where it has all of these little boxes and it's like, for this town, here, this town, here, this town, in, in season, out of season, all of this stuff. And he's so carefully sorting all of his mail into all these separate boxes. And then Garfield walks to the other side of the wall and he sees that on the other side is just this big bin that catches everything in one single bin. That's what Gmail is like for me. No matter what email address you send to, it goes to the same big inbox as everything else. Now, it gets sorted, though, on its way through. That's why it's beneficial for me to have multiple email addresses. But I'm using one Gmail account to receive everything. Now, a lot of podcasters out there will start their podcast and they may get their own website and domain or however they start it. I often hear them say their email address and it's a Gmail address. Now, you know that I like using this name, My Awesome Podcast. So their email address might be myawesomepodcast at gmail.com. Now, what's wrong with that? There's nothing quite totally wrong. It's just not the best way to do it. You're really shooting yourself in the foot. You're shooting your professionalism and your branding in the foot by giving out a gmail.com email address. This is like, imagine if B&H, uh, they sell audio equipment, video equipment, photo equipment, and I'm now an affiliate with them. If you'd like to buy anything from B&H, photo, video, everything, then go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash B-H. Imagine if B&H wanted you to buy something, and instead of telling you to go to their website, they tell you, if you want to buy from B&H, go to Amazon.com and shop there instead of our site. That just that doesn't make sense to you, does it? Or what if Dillard's or JCPenney or Sears said, if you want to buy our products, go to Walmart? That, that doesn't make sense. Why send your people to someone else's store to buy your product. Well, in email, you're doing kind of the same thing when you're saying email myawesomepodcast at gmail.com. You're saying, don't go to my website or don't think about my website's branding. Don't have that on your mind. Instead, I'm using Gmail's branding, not my own branding, someone else's branding. Now, it's really easy to set up a Gmail account. And Gmail has fantastic spam protection and lots of filtering features and all of this. That's what makes Gmail great. But giving out a Gmail address is really hurting that professionalism and branding that you might be trying to get in your podcast. So if you already have a Gmail account, checking that email account or and checking multiple email accounts can be really annoying because you have to log out of one, log into the other. And if you have multiple accounts, it makes it even more painful because log out of one, log into another, log out of one, log into another. Yes, you can also do something like make it so one Gmail account forwards to another Gmail account. Or you can also set up certain access things and that can work, yeah, but it's, it's still that you're giving out an at gmail.com email address. Instead, I highly recommend that you have a unique, understandable, branded email address for your podcast. Something like 
feedback at myawesomepodcast.com. This is really easy to do, and it doesn't even require using Google Apps. Google Apps is a separate, more professional service that Google offers where you can incorporate their applications onto your domain, and it has some great features to it, but it seems they often push new features only out to Gmail users, not to Google Apps users. Like Google Plus, for a long time, was only available to Gmail users, not Google Apps users, and the now-dead Google Wave and Google Buzz and certain other things. But a lot of things are just more accessible and quicker to get to through Gmail. So you can do Google Apps, and that would be a completely separate topic to talk about. But I'm talking about just using your own Gmail account, not setting up Google Apps, not paying for anything from Google, just your own Gmail account. A few basic steps to do this. Well, there are a lot of steps here. And if you need this information, go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 91, and you can read this if you want to try and follow along or keep listening, playing, and pausing as I go. So number one important thing is own your own domain. You don't have to have web hosting with this. You can get it by with just having your own domain. Make it unambiguous, make it easy to remember, make it short and simple as possible. And I've shared a lot more tips on how to make a good domain. You can go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 19 when I shared six tips for picking a good domain for your podcast or website. And uh, if you register a domain somewhere else or would like, I can register a domain for you. It's currently $15 per year. You might see a different price somewhere else on the website, but that's I've had to raise the price uh, because domain costs go up uh, all the time, unfortunately. So if you don't have your own domain, get one. We'll use the example myawesomepodcast.com. So that's step one. You, and by the way, you don't have to have, or you may not have to have web hosting too. If you need web hosting, please use my affiliate links in the show notes for either Bluehost HostGator or Site5, or if there's a web host that you're thinking about joining, let me know and I might have an affiliate link for them anyway. So once you have your own domain, myawesomepodcast.com, the next thing is to create an email forwarder. You can do this sometimes or quite often just with the domain registrar. So if you're paying that $10 to $15 per year just for a domain, that might be all you have to pay for. Some registrars might charge a few extra dollars per year for this. But still, if you can do this without having to have your own website, if you don't need your own website or uh, can't uh, set one up, then that would be okay. If you already have your own web hosting for your podcast and you have multiple domains, you could look into adding them as uh, add-ons to your web host or as just parked domains to your web host. And then you can do these other things. So you want to create an email forwarder. Depending on who your web host is and, or who the registrar is for your domain, the process for this might be a little different, but it is called an email forwarder. You're not creating an email address. An email address gets its own inbox. But an email forwarder doesn't have its own inbox. It just forwards everything it receives to another address. So create a name for your account that makes sense for you. 
I really like the word feedback. It's common. It's understandable. It's easy to hear, easy to spell. It's unambiguous. But I have heard other things that uh, I don't think are really the best options, but some of the popular ones I've heard are podcast. So they would have something like podcast at myawesomepodcast.com. But that sounds a little bit redundant to me and kind of unnecessary. The other thing I've heard is suggestion box. And notice how I had to slow down as I said that because it's harder to say suggestion box and it's harder to spell and just in the name of it and consider this with anything else you might want. The name sounds limiting. Like suggestion box sounds like that's where I send my suggestions. But something like feedback is much more open. So uh, you could also look at something more personal like me or us. It's really short, sweet, and personal. But consider if you currently host a solo podcast and you say email me at myawesomepodcast.com or and then you switch to a co-host podcast. So it's no longer me. It's now more like us. Or also think about if you have us and then you switch to me because you're you're a co-host podcast and then you go to a solo podcast. It's You have that switching back and forth and it also just doesn't quite sound as professional to say me or us. And I used to do this for the ramen noodle. I would say email me at the ramen noodle.com. And my friend John Wilkerson pointed out that Many times when I would say it, it would sound a little bit confusing, like which part was the actual email address. This is where the being unambiguous part comes in that it's important. See, if I say email me at the noodle.com, that sounds like an email address because I've paused. But if I say email me at the noodle.com, that sounds like you have to go to the noodle.com to email me. And that's the only way that you can email me. So try to avoid that ambiguity there. So I really like feedback, feedback at whatever the name of your podcast is.com. Take this email address, or this is what you'll create as an email forwarder. So feedback at myawesomepodcast.com, and then enter the email address you want to forward it to. This would be your Gmail account. So it will be feedback at myawesomepodcast forwards to my personal account at gmail.com. Right away, you'll be able to receive email to this account. So effectively, you're done. You could be done right here so that you could tell people, email feedback at myawesomepodcast.com after just these two simple steps, and they can email you at that address. You'll receive that email. You can print that branded email address. You can post it on your website. You can share it in your podcast, put it on business cards, whatever. It will work right away. But if you want to be able to send from that email address, that's where we need to add some more steps. Now, before I get into those steps, I want you to consider something else here. If you have multiple podcasts, especially if you have a podcast network, then you might face the issue of a single podcast network address or separate addresses. You may remember 
a while back, I would give the email address feedback at noodle.mx. I can't remember exactly which episode I switched, but originally separate podcasts had their own email addresses. Then I made it feedback at noodle.mx. Now it's back to each podcast has its own address, like feedback at the audacity to podcast.com, feedback at cleancomedypodcast.com, feedback at oncepodcast.com. And I still do receive email to feedback at noodle.mx, and that's fine. But here's the problem I found for myself. A couple problems. When I would receive email to feedback at noodle.mx, I had no idea what podcast it was for unless the person wrote a really descriptive subject line or I actually read the email just for the purpose of sorting it. Now, I do try and read every email. I do read every email that comes in and I try to reply or incorporate them into the podcast. But this would mean that I wouldn't even know what podcast it was for unless I actually opened it up and emailed it. That's not your fault. That's my fault because I'm telling everybody to email the same email address. Instead, having separate email addresses, I can set up some filters inside of Gmail to automatically sort those things out and indicate which email is for which podcast. And I'll tell you how to do that in just a moment. But the other downside of this was that I think there was kind of the same branding issue with the gmail.com is people might be wondering, why am I emailing noodle.mx when I really want to email the audacity to podcast? What do these two have to do with each other? Why the separate addresses? I didn't want people to have to think like that. I'm reading this great book right now called Don't Make Me Think about web usability. And really so much of the web needs to be designed so that People don't have to pause and think about something. So maybe you haven't stopped and thought about it, or maybe you sometimes have stopped and thought, why is it feedback at noodle.mx? Why that address? Why not something else? So I felt like those two things were significant enough that I decided to split the email addresses up again. And this means that now each podcast has its own email address. It's consistent brand. So I'm telling everybody the same basic .com address, oncepodcast.com for the website address, feedback at oncepodcast.com as the email address, and oncepodcast.com slash whatever for the show notes or links and all of that. So it's a consistent branding. Instead of people getting confused by, wait, was it feedback at oncepodcast.com and the website is noodle.mx or is it the other way around? So I'm just saying one domain consistently, and it maintains my branding, makes it so much easier for my listeners and reinforces that domain too. The more times you hear it, even if it's once an email account, once it's a link, once it's something else, a Twitter name, whatever, it reinforces that branding. So the separate addresses, I think, are the better way to go if you have multiple podcasts instead of just a single address or especially Gmail addresses for each of your podcasts. So now let's talk about how to send mail from your Gmail account. And there are a couple ways that you can do this. Again, this is all talking about Gmail, not Google Apps. We're all sticking with the free Gmail service. So the first thing you have to do is add a send mail as account in Gmail. So log into your Gmail account, whichever one it is that you're using to receive your Gmail and receive these forwarded messages from your feedback address. Then go to your accounts and imports. Now, I have links to some of these things in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 91. 
The way you get to this is when you log into Gmail, click on the gear icon in the upper right, choose settings, then go to the accounts and imports tab. Then look under the section that says send mail as and click add another email address you own. This is where uh, you then enter your name as you would want it to appear when you send your email. Like this could be your name or it could be your podcast name or it could be both. If you see me reply from feedback at the audacity to podcast.com, you see that it says it's from Daniel J. Lewis, parentheses, uh, the audacity to podcast.com, parentheses. So do whatever you think works best for you. Make it clear and understandable who it's from and whichever way you think is best. Uh, fifth point, fifth step, enter the email forwarder address that you created, your feedback at myawesomepodcast.com. Then there's this little option that says treat as an alias. And I have a link in the show notes at the audacity to podcast.com slash 91, where you can understand more about this. Essentially, if you have multiple people accessing the email address, then you probably want to deselect treating it as an alias. If it's just you using the email address, then you probably want to select to treat it as an alias. But you may have uh, different circumstances. So make sure that you read that link that goes to Google's website where they describe what each of these options are and choose appropriately. You can always change it if you choose the wrong one. You can come back and change it later. Number seven, this is when it gets a little bit more technical. Almost. We're going to skip past this partially, but what it will ask you is whether you want to send through Gmail servers or if you want to send through your own SMTP servers. For now, we're just going to use the first option, which will say that uh, you will be sending it through Gmail servers. A downside to this, and I'll explain how to overcome this, but the downside is your email will say it was sent on behalf of your personal email address at gmail.com. It'll include that in it. So if, if you don't mind that being in there and you just want the quick, easy convenience of being able to send from Gmail with your new account, then you can choose to send through Gmail. If you don't want your personal email address being in there, then you'd want to send through your SMTP servers, which I'll explain how to set that up in a moment. So pick your option there. And for now, we're just going to send from Gmail servers. Then let it send the verification email, and you should receive it in the exact same Gmail inbox you're in with just, within just a few seconds or a minute or so. And then you can either click its verification link or enter the confirmation code from it into the box. And then you have your email account set up to send mail as your email address. Now, right now, we're sending it through Gmail servers, which means your personal email address will be in it in kind of the headers information, which is a bit more technical, but it's still accessible, which you might not want. I don't want it there, so I've done some other things to fix that which I'll get into in just a moment, how you can hide your personal email address. But now that you're able to receive email from your feedback address, and now you can even send email from your podcast feedback address, all from the same Gmail account, not Google Docs, your same Gmail account, 
Now let's do some cool things and useful things with it. We'll create filters to automatically label or sort your email. So in Gmail, go to your settings again and then click on filters. Click the link to create a new filter and you'll see several fields here. You could fill these out maybe, but really the most important one is the second field. It's the to field. Enter your feedback email address here. So it's saying any email address that is sent to this email or any email message that is sent to this email address then we're going to do something with it. So then click the create filter with this search link and Gmail shows you the results of this search. Then you're going to tell Gmail what you want it to do when you receive an email to this address. I recommend that you at least apply a label to it. You can either create a new label or use an existing label for your podcast. I like to create something really short because when you receive your email in Gmail, whatever label a message receives will display at the beginning of a subject. Now, there are some hacks and plugins that can move this around, but it displays at the beginning of the subject generally. So that means that the longer it is, the more it bumps your subject line and you might not be able to read your subject. So if you say, my awesome podcast, podcast feedback email is your label, you're not going to see your subject line at all from whatever that email is that comes in. So I use abbreviations for this. So I have once, I have TRN for the ramen noodle, I have TAP for the Audacity to Podcast, and AYJW for Are You Just Watching, and so on. So these really short labels let me still see the email subject line. So at least tell it that you want to apply the label and either create a new one or use an existing one. Now, there are some other options here that can increase or decrease the email's visibility in your inbox. You could choose to add a star to your message so that once it comes in, it's automatically labeled and gets a little star assigned to it. That'll make it stand out above even your unread emails that you get in. You could also choose uh, what kind of importance level. If you're using the Gmail priority inbox, you have this cool thing where there's the important stuff and then the not important stuff, and then there's starred stuff. So I set my feedback email to be unimportant. Now, that's not because you're not important. Please understand. It's because I get so many emails every day, so many feedback emails, that what I really need, since I'm a freelance web designer, and if I don't make money, I don't get to eat, and and hire me to design something for you, I want my business emails to be more important. So I have it set so my business emails get marked as important. Podcast feedback emails, because I get so many and I love them, but uh, mark those as unimportant. So that way I have a more uh, better priority list. And I can eat too, which is great. Although sometimes overrated. And then you can also choose any other things that you want uh, the filter to do. You can tell it to skip your inbox to go directly to the archive, and then that way you'll see it in the left-hand side. Or you could tell it to do a whole number of other things, like forward it to another email account or whatever. Once you've done that, you can also tell it to apply the filter that you're creating to any email addresses or any emails you've already received. Then just click Create Filter. So then 
after you've done this, and you can do this for every email address that you set up, every email forwarder, then when you start receiving email, you'll get those automatic labels. I've got a screenshot in the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 91, where you can see a glimpse of my podcast feedback inbox, and you'll see how I have different labels for the different podcasts and how that shows up and how for me, it's really nice to very quickly see, oh, this is feedback for The Ramen Noodle or this is feedback for The Audacity to Podcast. So check that out at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 91. Now, the last step in this process is if you want to be able to send from that email account and you don't want your personal email address set up or showing then you can't use Gmail servers. If you do, it'll say sent on behalf of your personal email address at gmail.com. If you don't want this, then you do need to do some more technical things, but I'm going to tell you how to do this. Basically, you're going to set up your own SMTP server. Now, that is not as scary as it sounds. It's really easy. Basically, you create an email account with your web host or your domain registrar. So go back to your first step. Go back to your domain registrar or your web host control panel and create a regular email address. It really does not matter what you call this address because you are going to be the only one who ever uses it, ever sees it, and ever knows it exists. I just use something simple sometimes calling it SMTP. That I actually don't know what that stands for, but it's, it's the protocol for sending email, outgoing email. When you set this up, give it a password, give it whatever name that you want, such as SMTP, or you could call it outgoing or whatever you want. You could make it a random string of letters and numbers. There are several important things that you need once you set up this email address. First, you need the mail server username. This might be exactly your email address. It might be your email address with a plus sign instead of an at sign. It might be something completely different, but you need your mail server username, the password that you set. You'll need the SMTP or also known as the outgoing mail server. And you've got two options maybe here. You could either use just regular or SSL. SSL makes a secure connection, which is what I recommend. You may have that option or you may not, but you'll need the information for that. And depending on which outgoing mail server you choose, you would get one port number or the other. Get that information as well as take note of any special instructions like server requires authentication or anything else like that. And also you'll need the incoming mail server, which we'll use for something in a bit. Take all of that information, either leave a screen open with that or copy and paste it to another document so you have it handy. And especially control panels will often have all of this information on a single page except for your password. So you could just copy and paste the information from that page onto a document saved for your use. Please don't save your passwords in a text document. Use something like LastPass, please. <laughs> a little plug there. Not an affiliate link, but just a little plug. Actually, I would have a, a, an affiliate link for that. So go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash last pass if you're interested in signing up for a premium account for them. And I think I get something like a free month, a free year, free ice cream. I don't know. Step three, after you've got all this information, go back to Gmail 
to the accounts and imports settings, but this time find the email account that you've already set up as a send mail as and click the edit info link. Click next probably just once until you get to the send mail through your SMTP server question. Then tell it to send mail through your SMTP servers and enter the information that you got from your email account. So uh, and enter it in the order that it displays on the page. Especially choose the port before you set some of the other settings that are below it because that'll switch certain things around. You'll see this option that says SSL or TLS. Just choose whatever your server recommends. Don't bother with trying to decide because one might not be compatible. Just choose whichever one it recommends or whichever one your web host or domain registrar is recommended. When you finish entering this information, click Save Changes, and it will verify that this works. If it works, then it will close the window. If it doesn't work, it'll report an error, and you'll need to try and figure out what's going on. Maybe you entered something incorrectly. Maybe you got the password wrong. Maybe you got the port wrong. Just double-check your information and re-enter it if necessary. And then you might be done there, but a lot of web hosts and domain registrars or Anyone who has an email server often does this thing that they're trying to prevent spam. So they have it set up that you are not able to send through their SMTP server, or really your SMTP server, unless you are also checking an email account that you have with them. And this is a security measure. This is a a special precaution that they take on their side, and it helps prevent things. So What this means for you is that makes this step just a little bit more complicated because we'll have to also check that email account that we created. So it's SMTP or outgoing at myawesomepodcast.com or whatever you named it. It's a regular email account and we're also going to check it. Now, it doesn't matter what you do with what it receives. What I actually do is my email address that I use as my uh, single account for this. I just tell it, delete anything that comes into this email address because I never use it. I don't give it to anyone. I never expect anything to go to that email address except maybe spam. If some spam bot out there guesses what the letters are, then it would be spam. So I never actually use it, but here's what I have to do. And here's what you need to do to make sure that you'll continue to be able to send from your own server. Go back to Gmail's Accounts and Imports Settings tab, and under the Check Mail from Other Accounts using POP3 section, click Add a POP3 Mail Account You Own. Then, just re-enter that information that you got when you set up your email account. And again, this is the email account, this dummy account that you've created, not your podcast feedback address. This is just your dummy account. Enter that information, save your settings, it will verify that it can check your email, and it will check it periodically, probably about every hour, and whatever you receive probably doesn't matter to this address, because it's just a dummy account, you're only using it so that you can send from your SMTP server, and then you're done. So now what this will do for you is, going back through all of these steps, which again, if you need to read through these steps... And uh, I have a few screenshots of the process. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com 
slash 91. And uh, all of this, what this will do for you is you'll get a feedback at myawesomepodcast.com email address. You'll be able to receive that inside of Gmail. You can then send that from Gmail and choose that. Whenever you're creating an email message, you'll see that you can now choose which address it's being sent from. And when you send, if you followed all of these steps, it will completely mask your private personal Gmail address and send only through your own website address. So people won't be able to see your personal account. They'll just see your podcast feedback account. And if you set up some filters, and depending on what you set those to do, when you receive feedback email to your Gmail account, it will get automatically labeled, automatically sorted, automatically made completely more awesome. So this is the right way to use podcast feedback email inside of Gmail. And this is the way that I highly recommend that you use. So if you need these steps again, go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 91 and check out the links and show notes and a few screenshots that I have over there to help you out with that. If you have any questions on this, or if this is just all way too complicated for you and you'd like some help with this, I am available for either one-on-one consulting or if you give me your access information, then I can set this up for you and I can give you a quote on that, depending on how many podcasts and email addresses and what system you use and all of this. Or if you want to register your own domain, please contact me and I'd be happy to help you out and we can work out uh, what that price would be. Contact me and send me any other feedback for this episode or any future episodes of the Audacity Podcast, suggestions for future topics or feedback on anything else you'd like to see me cover, email feedback at gmail.com. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 or you can go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 91 and comment on the show notes if you want to discuss the topics I mentioned in this episode, or go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab over on the right side to record a message right from your computer and send that straight to me. And also get all of the past episodes for the Audacity Podcast over on the website. If you've missed anything, then I highly recommend that you check it out. And there's a lot of, I think, timeless information I've covered. I've gone back through some of the episodes since I'm getting near number 100. I've gone back through the episodes and realized, oh, wow, I already covered that. I didn't know I covered that. That's awesome I covered that. That needed to be covered. I, I was the one that did that. It's, it's funny, and hopefully you get this too as you create more and more podcasts that you go back and realize, wow, this is still good content. It's timely. It's, it's timeless content. So check that out. And one last thing I'll ask you to do is please leave a written review in iTunes, especially a rating. I'd love five-star ratings, but give an honest rating and review over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iTunes. And that will take you straight into my listing in the iTunes catalog. And I'd love a written review over there for my podcast. And like I said last week, review someone else's podcast too. So this whole process, again, just in case you're wondering, 
And because I'm getting this question in the chat room, and by the way, I do this show live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four. And I've got several people there in the chat room over at noodle.mx slash live. And for Georgian in the chat room is asking, can't you just use your own web host mail servers? And yes, you can. And that's basically what we're doing in this process is using our own web host servers, SMTP servers. But the way that we have to Uh, that we're able to do that is by creating an email account on the web host. If you already have an email account, then yes, you can use that information instead of creating a dummy account or work with a separate email account and your separate email program if you don't want to use Gmail. But this is the way I really like to do it. And if you like Gmail as much as I do, and it's great spam protection labels and all of that, then I highly recommend this. Also check out this new project that we're working on over at podcastersroundtable.com. It's Ray Ortega from Podcasters Studio and Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting and myself and many other guests yet to come as we talk about in a Google Hangout this art of podcasting and technique and technology and we get controversial and things. So check it out over at podcastersroundtable.com and suggest some topics, especially Think of what would be controversial. What do you want to see Ray Ortega, Dave Jackson, and myself and any other guest fight about in this field of podcasting? That's what you su- should suggest to the Podcasters Roundtable. So check it out over at podcastersroundtable.com. Once again, go check out the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 91 to get these steps and links and a few screenshots of some of this information and also affiliate links that I've mentioned there. And if you need a domain registered or anything like that, please check out theaudacitypodcast.com slash 19 for tips on a good domain name. And I'd love to register that for you or get it anywhere that you prefer. Again, email me feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com. Call 903-231-2221. Or leave a comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 91. Or use that send a voice message tab over on the right side. You can follow me on twitter.com slash noodle And get my personal blog over at danieljlewis.net. So now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for listening. The Audacity Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts like Clean Comedy, Once Upon a Time, about the TV show, which is awesome. It's coming back very soon and more like Christian movie reviews with critical thinking and Christian worldview over at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com.